Welcome to the Retirement Evolved Podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. Hey, that's me. That's my name. Oh, boy, that works out well, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Good, Bill. I'm doing real well. I uh, just got back from a weekend trip to uh, Disney. So I'm ready for a vacation from my vacation. Always the case, man. That Disney will, it'll tear you up. It'll wear you out if you let it. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's crazy because we, we're pretty spoiled. We can we just drive up for two or three days at a time. And we have our passes, so we don't rush to do everything. We right. have a few things we want to do. I talked to so many people that were there for a week this time. They, oh, we're here for a week, and we've got to do this today and that tomorrow. I, you know, I got to tell you, I, if I had it to do over again, if I lived out of the state, I wouldn't want to come here trying to ram all that stuff into one trip. I mean, that's not fun at all. Take, so Take it from one who does live out of state and has done that. It's, oh, it's exhausting. Exhausting. <laughs> it I, is exhausting. I was tired just listening to them. Oh, man. <laughs> well, anyway, we are here and uh, very happy to be here for those tuning in. This is the Retirement Evolved Podcast. Adam Bruno is a certified financial fiduciary, a, a private wealth manager, and founder, president, and uh, all that good stuff in charge of uh, Evolution Retirement Services and Evolution Wealth Management. And as always, before we get rolling here, I'd like to ask you to please go ahead and click your follow, subscribe, like, whatever button you have on your podcast player, because this is America. We have choices, and none of them can ever be the same. So I <laughs> don't understand it, but that's all right. So anyhow, we, we appreciate it very much, and that way you'll get notified when we uh, when we put up a new podcast every week. So good for you, good for us, everybody wins. Um, and by the way, just in transparency as we're recording this, it is a few days before Halloween. We're getting oh, into the Halloween season. Is uh, I saw Maverick's uh, Halloween pictures from Disney, so oh. he's all fired up, right? He's he's fired. You know, my wife just needs to pull the trigger on what costume he's going to wear. I had this great idea. I was, you know, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Well, I I found these little Macho Man Randy Savage, this little <laughs> outfit for him, and they had the ma- matching adult one. It was like the one with the tassels and everything. And I thought, well, Macho Mav Randy Savage. That's ah. that's how we could. Uh, and I'll go too. And and my wife put the kibosh on that pretty quick. So now she's looking at like making him the big bad wolf, and Scarlet can be uh, a baby little Red Riding Hood. So we got to do the cutesy Halloween thing so we could take 10 pictures and then I'd, everybody gets out of it. I'd rather see him walking around going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to see it. I already <laughs> taught him. He does the muscle flex. There you go. Ooh, he goes like, ooh. And he, and he yeah, I, I've, I've already trained him like for the last two years to, for this moment, and it just feels like it's all for naught now. <laughs> oh, trick or treat. Trick or treat, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh man! So, do you get into the the whole candy thing? Do you, do you do you like? I, I used to love when trick or treat happened because you know you have to go through your kids' bags for <clears throat> safety reasons. That's right. Right to make sure right. that <laughs> bad candy. You know, exactly. you know, well, that's a bad one. That's a Reese's. No, it's a bad one. I no, saw it's, it. Yeah, I can see so. it's just not good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, what, what, what's amazing to me is that the time that we're in right now, with everything going on. I just read where overall Halloween spending is predicted to be over $10.6 billion. That is up 5% over last year. That's Holy yeah. crapola, as my grandfather would say. Yeah. And, and That's up, a lot of money. Of that, according to the National Retail Federation, <laughs> the spending on Halloween candy is going to hit about $3.1 billion this year. That is an all-time high. Oh my lord, we're in the wrong business. No Wait kidding. a minute. Did you say how much was it up the spending overall? Overall it's going to be up 5% over 10.6 billion. 
dollars. Well, there's inflation for you. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. Well, that, I guess that's one way to look at it, too. But but what I love is, and we've talked about it before, is that people are just kind of acting like it isn't going on. They're still going out, and they're still buying, and they're still doing. And as far as the candy thing goes, they, they took a survey by state, mm-hmm. and the uh, the most popular candy in Florida is... Your aforementioned Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh well, that's right. It's just because it's the best. Yeah, I mean that's that's the yeah. thing. You can't even find people love Reese's so much down here. My daughter got into the white Reese's peanut butter cups, the white chocolate yep. ones. Yep. You can't even find them down here. Like every time I'm at the store, I look just to see if I can surprise her, and there's nothing. There's no white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups to be found. It's terrible. Wow. Yeah, I love yeah. mine. I, I like to throw mine in the freezer. Reese's Me too. in the freezer are awesome. Awesome. They're they're delicious. Well, here's the other thing. I got I've got no problem with Halloween. I, I just don't the what I don't like is when you get the teenagers in yeah. their street clothes with their pillowcases. Hey, trick or treat. No. Tr- yeah. tr- if I have to choose between trick or treat, guess what you're getting? Trick. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to spray them down with the hose. Sure. Like, get back here in the real spirit of Halloween <laughs> here. That's when you go all go all Al Bundy on them. You just get off my porch. Get, get off my yard. That's exactly <laughs> what I was. Get out of my yard. Oh, man. So, or, you know, I don't, I don't like seeing the adults with the kids and they've got like they're they're toting the kids in the wagons and they've got the beer cooler set up in the back it's like oh, okay come on what are we doing here i get that you want to make halloween fun but you're just basically encouraging you know hey i'm gonna drink all my beer while i tow you around the- you're not even making the kids walk and you're getting drunk where's the logic in this like you're gonna be driving that wagon eventually after you're six beers in it's so crazy. apparently you and i could not have been friends then back in the day because that's well i'm I- just I- saying Bill, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just saying you know i I, you, you're from Georgia. Down here in Florida, when you get the parents that are toting the, the wagons and the beer coolers, it's a little bit different. <laughs> I know. You know I'm what just, I mean? I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, man. So when it comes time to hand out candy, just make sure that you've got your uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups handy because that's what everybody wants, apparently. Well, I try to. I go to Sam's Club and I try to get like I want to be the. Listen, you know how competitive I am. Darn it! I try and get like the big full candy bars and stuff, the big full Kit Kat bars, and I try to be the guy. Oh, there's a guy handing out full candy bars. Yeah, I try right. to be that guy. Yeah, Mr. Bruno's so, got the big one. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I try to be that guy, and then I start thinking, I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? This is getting uh, out of hand. My competitive spirit is getting out of hand. Uh, so, yeah, well, well, you know, it's interesting when you talk about spending, though. Um, it, you said something really important. I just want to, I want to touch back on that for a minute. Somehow, with all of this going on, rising interest rates, high inflation, people are still finding a way to spend this much money on Halloween. I know. Like, what are we, what are we mortgaging here to be able to spend that kind of money? <laughs> I can understand Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, but I, I, sometimes I don't even understand that. I do a special down here usually with Fox 4, and we talk about holiday spending and what to avoid. And, you know, people finally, by the end of the year, seem to get their credit cards straightened out. And then they're putting another 20 grand on there for Christmas. It's like, wow. You know, you go into the new year already owing somebody 20%. So it's kind of crazy that all these things continue to happen, even though the environment itself is kind of challenging us to not spend as much money. Well, it's almost like I said, we just want to ignore it away, right? I mean, we just want it to to not be here. So we're going to act like it isn't. My mom calls that uh, rose-colored glasses. That's what yeah. she calls that. <laughs> well, listen, uh, we, we do get together, by the way, not just to talk about candy. Uh, we're here to talk about retirement and the things that we have to deal with in retirement, like inflation, which, of course, we're, we're seeing it like we've never seen it before. But one of the other things that, that comes around uh, in retirement are the RMDs, right? Required minimum distributions. And not that you want to take the money, but the government makes you because they said you haven't paid taxes on it yet unless you've 
done well, some they don't things. make you, Bill. I mean, they don't make you. As a matter of fact, I bet they're happier if you don't take it because well, if you don't take it, you get a fifty percent tax penalty well, there on you that go. amount. Yeah. So, I mean, but they, you're, to your to your point, yes. I mean, they're making us. Come on, yeah. Now. Who's going to pay the fifty percent penalty? Exactly. And and uh, coming up this year, uh, we're going to be. Uh, it, it'll be suggested to take a bigger chunk. So if they're not making me, but you're actually going to have to take a bigger <laughs> chunk out of your retirement account compared to last year. The Wall Street Journal. Uh, had some tips on reducing the pain of withdrawal, but Adam, really, right off the bat, can you help us understand why why is this year's RMD going to be so much bigger? Well, they're they're talking about you know as far as being bigger, you're not required to take any more out. What they're saying is, if you take more out, it it will kind of lighten the impact down the road of having to because each year that you take a required minimum distri- distribution, the first year it's a divisor. You add up all of your IRA money and you divide it by 27.4. That's the exact dollar amount that you have to take out. It's roughly, you know, three and a half to four percent. What'll happen though is as you get older, the government wants their money. You know, the IRS wants their money. They've been they've been allowing you to tax defer this money forever. And now they're finally saying, okay, enough's enough. Now you're gonna have to take it out. And they want and they want their money before you die is what they really want. So they make you take out a little bit more each year. So what what some of these jokers are talking about now is taking out a bigger amount from the RMD rather than just the minimum and balancing out, you know, that way you don't have to keep taking more and more out. But what I what I would say to that is the divisor doesn't change. You're still going to have to take out a bigger percentage the next year of the money that's left over. So maybe in their mind they're saying, well, if you take more money out this year, that's less for next year that you have to devise by. But the key is what are we going to have to do when we take that money out? We got to pay taxes on it, right? So you have to be really careful and stay within your brackets. If you're already in the 22% tax bracket, don't go over that 186,000 mark, right? If you're taking out a bigger, a bigger distribution, you want to try and stay within, you know, your limits there. And the other thing you have to be careful of is if you take more out, you add more to your income, did you put, did you just put yourself over the Medicare Part B threshold? Because if you go over a certain amount of money, I think it's 182,000 this year. Uh, if you go over a certain amount of money, now you're paying, you know, three times as much for your Medicare Part B. So all of these things come into play and it's not as easy as just saying, well, just take a little bit more out and that'll balance it out. You know, it's, it's not, it doesn't work that way. The math doesn't work that way. Um, if you take more out, obviously the one good thing is if you take more out now, we're in a we're in a much lower tax environment now than we will be in say 2026. That doesn't mean you're not going to pay the taxes though. It just means you're paying the taxes at a lower rate than you would maybe four years from now, right? Right. So the other idea here is this is why we talk about the Roth conversion so much. Um, when you do a Roth conversion, it has a very similar effect. You take a certain amount of money out from your IRA, you put it into the Roth IRA. That does not count against your required minimum distribution then. So. You still have to take out your RMD, but if you do a conversion each year before you take out your RMD, your RMD will continue to go down because you're converting more of your money to Roth, and now it's out of the account, right? You're going to pay the taxes still, but now that money that's growing inside the Roth is all yours. You don't owe anybody for that money. You don't owe any taxes on it. So, so let me let me jump in and ask you this. Do, would it make sense then for folks to convert whatever they have totally to Roth before they hit RMD age? So that's where we have to that's where we have to be real careful. Right. The idea is we like to catch families in their 60s. And normally I just I just met with a young lady, she's uh 54, 54 I believe. Uh she already was hip to this. She works for the she works for the government, so she was hip to this idea of 
we really got it. I don't want to end up taking these RMDs because I don't need the money. She had a pension. She had Social Security. So the longer that money grows in the IRA, the bigger amount. Her first RMD was like $90,000 or something. Okay. So she had this idea of, well, how do I convert it to the Roth? So does it make sense to get it done before the RMD? Absolutely, 100% yes. What you can't do, though, is you can't just – you can't just go all willy-nilly and start converting amounts of money without making sure that you're not going to be pushed into the next tax bracket, without understanding exactly how much in taxes you're going to pay, and making sure that you're not going to be pushed into the next Medicare bracket. Because this is a situation where she wasn't married. So if she converted too much, she's paying an extra $212,000 in Medicare if she lives until age 90. So you have to be careful with all those numbers. It's not something that we can just – I wouldn't recommend anybody just saying, okay, you know what? I don't want to worry about any of this. I've got $500,000 in the IRA. Just convert the whole thing to Roth. I would not recommend that at all. That's <laughs> that's probably the last thing you want to do. Okay. But you know, if we if we get to 2025 and we know that the, tax, the Trump Tax Act is uh, repealed in 2026, so if we get some heads up in 2025, the tax brackets are going up 10% across the board. Obviously, then you might want to convert the whole thing because if you don't convert it, then you're going to just be paying more and more tax over time, right? So that's that's something where you could say, okay, maybe it's worth doing it. But in most cases, it's much better to chunk it out, get with a CPA, get with a team, make sure that you understand exactly what you're paying, make sure you're not going into that Medicare surcharge territory. But the RMD is probably the biggest problem that most retirees face especially successful families. And, and you know, whether you're a successful family and you've got a huge income or not, a lot of families don't want to touch the IRA. That's like their last resort, right? I don't want to touch it. I don't need the money. Just let it grow. I'm going to give it to the kids. There's a lot of reasons. Right. The reality, though, is that you have to – and it used to be 70, Bill. It used to be 70 and a half they had to take it out by. And now they pushed it to 72. Now they're talking about pushing it all the way to 75, you know, so – I it's just something that's going to it's going to get you no matter what you do unless you prepare and Roth conversions are a great way but just taking more money out for the sake of taking it out and hoping i mean here's the deal if you take out an extra 10% what if your IRA grows another 10% that year then you didn't really you yeah. know what i mean it doesn't really matter at that right, point right right you're not ahead of the game at all there so right and i hate that i hate that i hear things like that a lot of the times because when you look at it just from that perspective just from the perspective of, yeah, if I take more out, that's less than I have to worry about next time. And I've heard people say, if you want to buy a car, use your IRA money to buy the car. You're still paying the taxes on that money when it comes out, though. I've seen somebody spend $120,000 from their IRA on a boat and put themselves in the in like Medicare surcharge territory for the next three years. You know, all wow. those things aren't thought about. You don't think about all of it. They're just they're just looking at it from, well, at least you uh, got it out of your IRA and you don't have to worry about your RMD. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Hello. Uh, all right. Well, yes. Yeah, so all all that stuff can be very confusing if you really don't understand what's going on. That's right. And uh, that's why, yeah. as Adam said, you should be working with somebody, a team, anybody to to help you through this. And if, if what you're hearing from Adam sounds like somebody you know somebody you'd like to work with, well, give the folks at Evolution Retirement Services a call. It's eight six six eight three eight three seven six five. You can find out more at evolutionretirementservices.com. Again, uh, willing to answer any question for you at 866-838-3765. You know, speaking of uh, RMDs and everything else we have to go through in in retirement, I mean, even if you're not dealing with those and you're okay with those, there are some other things that you've got to be thinking about as we finish up the year. Now, 
it was really weird. I was uh, thumbing through uh, Kiplinger, and they, they have a year-end financial checklist. And the first thing that jumped out at me was, now is the time to do a, a financial health check, like a financial physical. And I was just kind of curious, what, what would that cover? What, what do they mean by that? And then I want to talk about some more interesting news uh, you have with Kiplinger, but we'll get to that after this. Oh, okay. Well, you know, and I just finished an article with them, Bill. Well, that, I was okay. so excited about Well, we'll that. get to that first then. Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh you were going to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. um, well, no, let's get to this first because I want to make sure I'm very clear on something. Anytime you hear the word stress test, financial analysis, financial health check, whatever it is, we're coming up on the end of the year and it's probably the most confusing time for retirees because we got to make sure we got the RMDs in check. We got to make sure we know what our taxes are. Now we know what we took for income. There's a lot of confusion going on and it can be overwhelming. So you have certain organizations that will write articles or talk about financial wellness checks, right? And what they're really trying to do is they're trying to take advantage of the confusion and say, hey, come in and talk to us. We'll do this for you. We'll, we'll check this. We'll, and it's just an opportunity to get someone else in the door. What I would do in lieu of that, before you call anybody, it's always a good idea to run things past somebody. But before you call anybody, you're, the, you're best served by identifying what really ticked you off this year. What really confused you? What's the one thing about your retirement planning that is killing you right now that you hate managing? That would be the number one thing I would tell you to look into if we're talking about this wellness check on our investments. You know, identify the areas that you're not happy with right now. You, you Maybe you haven't heard our other podcasts about Roth conversions. Maybe you're confused about that because that's something that's constantly being brought up. You know, maybe that's an area that you just don't want to deal with, that you want to talk to somebody about. You should be writing things down in your situation that are frustrating you, that you're confused about, that you just want some answers for. And if they're a fiduciary, you know, just like myself and the team here, we will do whatever we can to help. And then we'll identify whether we might be a good fit to work together. The first mission is to help you through your problems. The next mission is if we're a good fit to work together, we'll let you know. But it's it shouldn't be the other way around. It shouldn't be come work with us and we'll help you solve A, B, and C. We're not going to tell you anything about what we do until then, until you've signed all your money over to us. But once you work with us, you'll feel a lot better. I'm sorry, Bill. Does that make anybody feel better? This is not that type of society we live in anymore. This isn't a society where you hand over your life savings and don't know what you're paying. Right. You know, that's not, that's not the way it goes. Yeah. So that would be my number one thing. Beware of articles like that that say get a financial wellness check. Because usually at the bottom of those articles is somebody's name who is doing those financial wellness checks in your area, and you could go see them, and it's not going to cost you anything. Well, it, it would be better if you identified what you're really upset about first, and you do your own financial wellness check. Okay. Well, that makes yeah. sense. So it's more or less a marketing ploy it, it when you is. see that kind I, of thing. I can't speak to all of them. You know, I, I say all the time in our events, you know, we're going to do a full financial analysis for you because I don't think it's fair that families hand over their life savings and can't, and I could hold a gun to their head and they wouldn't be able to tell me exactly what they're paying in fees. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. I right. think they should have every opportunity to know exactly what they're paying. So when we do that analysis for families, we're going to do that no matter what, whether we work with them or not. You know, we're going to give it to them so they know exactly what they're paying. But I don't trust every other advisor, air quotes out there, to do that. So. You and your advisor, air quotes. That's right, yeah. air quotes. You know I hate that term. I hate that oh, term so much. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, listen, we were talking about Kiplinger, and I know that you have been talking about how much you were in the progress of writing something for them, and now you have done it. You want to talk about that a little bit? First of all, I just want to, I want to, thank, um, I want to thank my team here. Uh, this was a, a discovery made by, by Warren, and 
the whole team did a really good job identifying this opportunity. And we work with a lot of people, Bill, obviously. We, we like to say we have all the right people on the team here. But, you know, when we talked about the, the benefits of doing this, you know, they said, well, we'll get this publicity, we'll get this, you know, and, and our team here was like, you know, but if we do this the right way, it's going to actually help a lot of people and we'll still get publicity, right? So Kurt and I, my partner Kurt, we had been, um, for the last four years, we had been trying to get people away from the bond world because interest rates, we felt like, were being artificially held down. And we've talked about this many times, and they were, they were being artificially held down. It was only a matter of time before they exploded. And we started seeing this huge rise in interest rates. And when interest rates like the 10-year treasury rise, bond performance goes significantly down. So we did a really good job, in my opinion, as a team of steering people away from the bond world, getting them into that bond alternative world, alternative investments to bonds. And we wanted to create an environment where people felt comfortable being able to do the comparison. So this idea of, is it time for investors to break up with bonds? That's what the article that came out of this. And we gave everybody, it was very short, it was concise. And we told everybody three things that we're doing as a firm to get away from this, you know, this horrible bond environment we're in right now. And I just can't tell you how proud I am of the team. You know, and I, of course I want to thank, you know, like people that, that keep me going every day, like my wife, Kelly, and and the kids. Um, you know, everybody has these expectations of me to be able to come up with ideas like this. But the reality was all I had to do was was kind of throw the ball. They Everybody else designed the play on this one, right? So um, we were really happy with it. I think it gives everybody a very, very, very solid foundation to do some exploring, to get away from this bond trap. You know, I, I still feel like bonds are a trap right now because that's the only thing that people know for safety and they're not very safe right now. So my, this idea of give, being able to give them options, whether they worked with us or not, you know, to, to get out there and say it, it, it also, there's a certain stigma in this industry when you say things like, are bonds really safe anymore? It's like kind of challenging the narrative, right? <laughs> um, and I, I didn't have any problem being that guy. I'll be the one that said, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Never stopped you before. That's right. I say <laughs> what I feel. So just really proud and everybody can, can read that. Um, we're going to be sending it out. The, the funny thing is they gave us the link for the article which is on our website at uh, taxfreefortmyers.com, and it's at the evolutionretirementservices.com. They gave us the link for the article, but we still haven't gotten the PDF version yet because if you notice about Kiplinger, and if you even look at that article you were reading, they, they use a lot of that ad space there. So every yeah. time you're scrolling down, there's another <laughs> thing for you to click on, do this, talk to this person. So I just wanted to get a clean copy of the article. That's the one thing that disappointed me about the process. Kiplinger has such a strong name to them. I don't know that they need to go all in on the ads like they do. I mean, it's like every two seconds there's an ad and something pops up. And it was the only thing that was kind of, you know, disruptive to me. But other than that, I was really happy with the experience. I got to write most of that on my own and I had somebody there at Kiplinger clear it, clean it up a little bit and kind of they had a few more questions that they wanted a few more details on. So the process was really smooth. I'm going to be doing one more article and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I have no idea what I'm going to write it about. Um, I was trying to get it done by the end of the year. I wanted to do, you know, a little bit more shock value with something else in the industry that not a lot of people are talking about, but I'm not sure if the world's ready to hear those things yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll keep an eye out for that one, but congratulations. I know you worked hard on this and uh, thank you. it's gotta be nice to finally have it come to fruition. So uh, it was a real honor, Bill. You know, I, I look, I look around at all this and Again, I used to have a really big ego when I first started in this business and, oh, look what I did. Look what I did. And now I like to say, look what we did. You know, yeah. the, the day I just kind of put it all aside and we all started working together as a team, 
it has been just such a such a blessing. You know, we're expanding the team a little bit now just because of our growth. You know, nor, this normal things. But it's uh, remember the old uh, the, the movie Boiler Room. Uh, you know, Ben Affleck's giving yeah. his speech at the beginning. And he, he asks who has a Series 7 license, and the guy raises his hand and says, I have a Series 7 license. He's like, yeah, you go ahead, get the hell out of here. And he says, well, what, why? And Ben Affleck says, we train brokers. We don't hire old ones or right. something to that effect, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm, we're not brokers, but in my mind, we, we've kind of walked away from this idea of let's go out there in the industry and see who's available. We, we kind of like meeting people, building relationships, and determining whether this is something they can do. Because it's much easier to start from a clean slate when you bring somebody on, onto the team, right? We don't have to untrain any bad habits right, then. Right. So we're really excited about our growth. We, it's taken us a while to grow as a team, but we've grown the right way with the right people. And that's, it's all about who you put on your bus. Yep, absolutely. A big believer in, in the, you know, the fact you don't get through this world alone. So. Right. And the more folks you surround yourself with, either you can train or sometimes I don't mind, you know, putting folks smarter than me around me because that helps Amen, as well. Amen, brother. So. Well, that's, you, that's you not hard to do. my secret. That's you not hard to do, secret. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Adam, congratulations. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Get out there and uh, enjoy Halloween with the kids and go show off with your, oh, look, I have a full-size candy bar. Yes, go ahead. I'm going to show up. I'm going to I'm going to distribute flyers at the entrance of the community. Right. The Brunos are giving away full size Nestle Crunch bars. That's right. So have a good one, man. Good talking. All right, with Bill. You. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks everyone for listening. Hey, you bet. And then again, please, real quick, if you haven't done it yet, hit your like, subscribe, follow button, whatever you've got on your podcast player. And we very much appreciate you listening to the Retirement Evolve podcast with certified financial fiduciary Adam Bruno. Hey, that's me. Investment advisory services are offered through Evolution Wealth Management Incorporated, an investment advisor registered with the state of Florida. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Evolution Wealth Management's unique CRD number is 307644. You can obtain a copy of Evolution Wealth Management's firm brochure, Form ADV Part 2A, free of charge by visiting advisorinfo.sec.gov. Evolution Wealth Management offers investment advisory services only, where it is appropriately registered or exempt from registration and only after clients have entered into an investment advisory agreement confirming the terms of engagement and have been provided a copy of the firm's ADV Part 2A. Insurance services are provided by Evolution Retirement Services. Any guarantees mentioned are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company and may be subject to restrictions, limitations, or early withdrawal fees, which vary by the issuer. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. You should consider the charges, risks, expense, and investment objectives carefully before entering a contract. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a solicitation to a Effect or attempt to affect either transactions in securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. This material is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting, or other financial advice. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services are affiliated entities.